0: Welcome back. I'm Arlene Binan, and the word fear has been used. Although, when you bring it up, people go, No, no, I'm not frightened. You can kind of hear it in their voice. People are anxious. People are nervous. And we can kind of smell it. You can smell it talking to people. And you can see that people just don't know where they're going to go. And that is not something we're used to. And although we're told that it is normal and it's okay to feel that way, well, there's got to be some coping skills that help us get there. Joining us is psychiatrist Marcia Serrata. Thank you for
1: being here. Thanks for having me, Arlene.
0: Now, of course, you deal with so many people who have so many problems, and this is a collective kind of a thing. This is, you know, a societal nervousness. Is that different for you?
1: I think it is, because it's highly unprecedented. We haven't had anything like this since probably you know, 1918 when the Spanish flu hit. But since then, you know, our lives have been relatively under control, and now we really don't know what's going to happen next, and it's changing from moment to moment.
0: Are you noticing people have this anxiety and fear? We're hearing it. You know, we've done two interviews this afternoon with Canadians who aren't home. One went to Hong Kong to live somewhere else, and the other one was on business in Peru and is now stranded there. It's tough enough for us here with all this anxiety, but there's others who aren't even in the country. There's so many different aspects of
1: this. There there certainly are. And I think for the people who I'm speaking to here in Toronto, there's a lot of anxiety. And Of course, if you have an underlying mood disorder, it's going to make the situation worse. But even people who never suffered from anxiety are are very frightened because anxiety really comes from feeling like you don't know what's going on, you don't know what's going to happen, and you feel helpless and out of control. And I think in this situation, all those factors have come together so that even the average person is feeling, like you said, quite a lot of anxiety.
0: Is it a time for the rest of us, if we know people who are struggling already with with mental challenges and mood disorders, what do we do? Because as you say that, you know, is this a trigger? Because we don't know what goes on internally with people and how we feel. But we do know that the anxiety here, it's real. It's, it's It's not made up.
1: Yes, and I think there's a few things that we can all do. You know, I've been reassuring my patients about worrying and how worrying does not protect you from anything, it doesn't prevent anything bad from happening, and it doesn't prepare you for anything. So if you worry, it just makes you feel worse. So try not to indulge in the worrying and try to practice some good mental health self-care, for example, doing all the things that will help you to calm down, whether it's yoga, meditation, breathing exercises, herbal tea, distracting yourself from the scary news by reading a nice book or watching something nice on TV, anything to help you decompress, and in terms of helping others, we can definitely reach out. We don't have to be reaching out in person right now. We should be following the public health guidelines of self-isolating or and social distancing, but we can call people, we can Skype, we can do all those online where we can see each other but we don't have to be in physical proximity and we can just check in with people so that they feel that they're not alone going through this because I think when they feel that somebody cares it does help to calm their nerves
0: How do we know that? I'm interested in the science that you've studied on it. We all know it and we read these wonderful articles and then now we were like what was that article? I want to remember the details of it but you know we are pack animals and we are animals and if we look at dogs sometimes they feel better if they're in a group and I know a lot about horses. They sure do. You can see hormones click in. Are, you know, are you kind of tapping into what you know about, about our primitive mind here?
1: Yes, well, we we release feel-good hormones when we connect with other people, even when we connect over, you know, uh, an app like uh, FaceTime or something. We release oxytocin, which is the bonding hormone, and we release endorphins, which are those hormones that we get when we're happy. So all of those hormones help us to calm down and feel better. And also, just on a psychological level, knowing that we're not alone, that somebody knows what's going on, it's just reassuring. You know, somebody who, if something happens to us, they know what's going on and they can take some steps.
0: What about the reality of this? You know, the the, uh, the uncertainty is one thing. On the other hand, the prime minister didn't put forward all that stimulus for no good reason. We were talking to a restaurant owner who is trapped in Peru, and he was just saying people in the restaurant industry are just devastated here. You know, it's one thing to connect with people and say hello. It's another thing to grasp devastation, especially, may I ask you, Doctor, <laughs> that we're living in a time and especially a whole bunch of demographics. They know cheap money, they know technology, everything's gonna get better and better. And this is hit like a bomb.
1: Yes, and I think I think that uh, analogy is a good one. It really it has exploded everything that we know and we are going to have to brace ourselves to be living in extremely uncertain times and extremely difficult times and this is not something we're used to but if you go back to the second world war where everyone mm-hmm. had to learn how to live in wartime i think that's the closest analogy i can come up with because people had to take extreme measures to survive there was rationing there was a lot of a lot of tightening the belt and learning to live without and You know, now people are saying this might go on for months, not weeks, and we're having to be at home, and and we're going to have to deal with our anxieties. So I think everyone needs to find that place of internal acceptance. Things Mm -hmm. have changed. They're not going back to normal right away, hopefully sooner versus later, but it might take much longer than we had expected initially to prevent things from getting much, much worse. And so we're going to have to really accept this reality, do all the things that the public health departments tell us to do, because that's going to benefit everyone in the long run, and just find that place where we can tolerate the difficulties for the time being.
0: You know, finally, I'm going to say that in my career, uh, I've interviewed people who've suffered some of it just incredible traumatic stress, whether it be war or famine or being jailed in a foreign country under false pretense, whatever. We all know those stories. But one of the things I always found when I talked to them is that they knew something maybe I didn't. They knew that kind of strength that you're talking about. And is there a, a psychiatric bit of evidence that? We do have this inside us. We might not think we do, but it's there.
1: Well, resilience is an interesting um, topic of study because resilience is the ability to bounce back from difficulties and to use difficult times as opportunities for growth and and learning and evolution. So this is definitely an opportunity, and if we see it as an opportunity, an opportunity to to tap into our deepest inner resources of strength and resilience and resourcefulness, and as well to tap into our compassion for others, as you were talking about earlier, to, to reach out to others, to care about others, to engage in acts of kindness. I think we can all rise to the occasion, and and it can become a time where, where everyone pulls together, and Canada is a real example for the world of doing things the right way in terms of self-care, in terms of care for others, and in terms of letting our leaders guide us and following the leaders and, and getting through this time together.
0: Thank you, psychiatrist Marcia Serrata. Thank you kindly. We appreciate the free session here. Thank,
1: thank, you thank you for having me. All
0: right. You take care. There we go. It's very true because I was talking about people I interviewed, and I'm, everybody knows somebody. You know, you're sitting in front of somebody, and you they. You know that what they've suffered. they the loss may be multiple losses and stuff that just isn't fair. I've interviewed people where members of their family were murdered, and I, just, you look at them and you go, how do you go on, and how do you breathe, and how do you do this, and how do you do that? But we are human, and we do know, and you know, as we were just talking with the psychiatrist, I was thinking when she said, do it our Canadian way. Well look at what was the big hit on Broadway, Come From Away. During 9-11 in Newfoundland, Canadians doing what they knew how to do. And there are, I've talked to Americans that were stranded there. They will never, ever, ever forget that, that they were going through this. They were flipping out, watching those towers come down. And here they were in a place they didn't even know existed with the most incredible people. And I think we have to be reminded We're, we're all those people, aren't we? Yeah. It's one big, huge come from away moment.